That is true. That is true. Uh, we also had the, so the neighbors took down five trees uh, this week as well. So we're not allowed to park at the house anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been a long week. I haven't slept a lot. <laughs> five trees? Yeah, five huge uh, uh, pine trees that have been... They, they said they were dead. I don't think they're dead. I think they just moved... They moved in like three months ago and they're just going through the things. And I think they were like, these are going to fall on one of the four houses around us and we don't want to pay for it. They're not dead. Mm. But um, So anyway, that's been a lot. <laughs> or the tree company told them they were dead. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> So, anyway, they put in uh, solar panels. They're they're doing lots of stuff over there. Uh, the, oh, well, that's why they had to take the trees down. Probably so also to, exactly so they get more get some sun. sun. Yeah, the uh, the neighbor across the way is super pissed. She's a little old lady that uh, used to have five trees covering her house, and now she's just completely open to the sun. Mm. <laughs> oh well. An enterprising young fellow would go over there and. Try to sell her some solar panels. <laughs> or some uh, trees. Or some blinds. <laughs> some blinds. Yeah. Or a fence. Yeah. yeah. Trees. Well, yeah. Trees. This lady, this old lady needs trees. to part with some money. We know that much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's not She's not falling for the uh, the old, uh, it, I got a great investment for you, you know, <laughs> scheme. Or the, or the, the IRS uh, has your money. And you need to pay me to get it back. Scheme. Ooh, is that is that a scheme? I definitely would have done that. I'm sure. I definitely would have done that. <laughs> if it's not, now it is. You're welcome. <laughs> Internet. Predators of the world. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Let's do this. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce kicks? <laughs> Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi weekly Pacers podcast. Today is March 5th, 2023, and this is episode 637. Coming to you from the high school home of Jamison Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland. It's the doctor, Jason Triplett. This show, we're going to discuss a two-in-one week for the Pacers, including games against Dallas, San Antonio, and the lowly Chicago Bulls. Joining me this week are two of our analysts, coast-to-coast coast, like buttered toast. First, from Asheville, North Carolina. He's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out this week to uh, the day that wasn't, February 29th. It uh, happens to be um, our one and only Tyrese Halliburton's birthday. And, uh, shout out. Yeah, shout, shout out. out. Uh, and so uh, they asked him uh, when he celebrates his birthday, uh, when, it's, uh, when there is no 29th of February. And he said the day before and the day after. 
Nice. Shout out. Shout out, Leap Babies. Leap Babies. Shout out to Everett. Leaping Babies. Scary. (laughs) (laughs) And, And that voice you heard is coming to you from Boise, Idaho, out west. It's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, shouting out this week, the New York City Cyclones, the girls 19 and under hockey team, uh, who came up just shy today in the state championship, unfortunately, of which mm. my niece is a forward. But oh, good game. Wow. And they still get to go to uh, California a month to go play some more hockey. Congrats. Every hockey player's dream, go to California to play <laughs> hockey. <laughs> That's awesome. Good luck to them. All right, before we start the show, just want to remind you folks that this show is brought to you by you. You can head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables to support the longest-running Pacers podcast for as little as a dollar a month, and even higher levels if you like what you hear. If you want to hear more about New York State girls hockey, (laughs) give us chip in five bucks a month, you know? If you want a an exclusive uh, Xavier basketball update uh, once a week, I think what was the price, Colson? Fifteen dollars, ten dollars? Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was ten dollars a month. I think. All right, I think I think that's a steal. Uh, also, yeah, I mean, I'll, UNC Asheville uh, won the their uh, conference today, and we could talk about that if you, you know, send us some more money. Yeah. We draw the line at UNC Wilmington, though. We will not. All right. Pacers had three games this week, uh, two and one in this action. Uh, First game, Tuesday at Dallas. This one was a barn burner. Win this game 124 to 122. Uh, Anti shout out to League Pass on Roku, who I'm watching this game. Pacers are up two with six seconds left or something like that goes to a timeout and we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting game comes back and it's final score pacers win. Oh, no. so we didn't get to see the last play the most important play of the game. okay anyway. it was just Kyrie missing a shot you don't need to see that okay good just in, well i didn't it, i wanted to know i, I, I love seeing Kyrie. i miss also shots. like watching Kyrie miss shots <laughs> actually it is really fun <laughs> Uh, for the Pacers, Halliburton leads the way in this one. 32 points, 6 assists, and 7 rebounds. Miles Turner had a good game. 24 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 blocks. Uh, for the Mavericks, no surprise, Luka Doncic. 39, uh, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. Uh, game 2, Thursday. Just up the road, down the road, across the road to San Antonio to play the Spurs. Who are lowly, one of the worst teams in the league. And so the Pacers go in and lose this one, 110 to 99. Show them what's what. That's right. Of note, uh, no Tyrese Halliburton in the scheme, out with calf tightness. So Buddy Heald stepped in, scored 27. Um, and Chris Duarte off the bench, 18 points and nine rebounds. Good showing for him. Uh, but everybody else, not so great. Uh, and then game three today, uh, a matinee against the Chicago Bulls. And I didn't write the score down. 
uh one pacers won 125 to 122 uh uh halliburton 29 and 11 in this one and matherin off the bench 17 uh so up and down week for the pacers uh get a nice win hold on against the the bulls there beat a, a decent dallas team and then drop a game to the worst team in the league uh Harper, what are your what are your takeaways here? Uh, just a confusing team. I gotta love it. Uh, <laughs> but you know they continue to step up and you know play well against good teams in tough situations. Um, you know that Mavericks game. Uh, it just was very high in that game, and you're playing MVP caliber guys and both Doncic and Kyrie and um, holding your own. I mean that was a fantastic game. Uh, and then to turn it around and just you know not even break a break a hundred against the Spurs. I mean, we made them look awesome. Um, very confusing, but but again, you know, bounce back against um, you know the rival Bulls. That's just not a team that we want beating us. Uh, win that series three one for the season. Um, even though Zach Levine was on fire, goes for forty two, brutal. Couldn't do anything to stop yeah. that guy, but uh, did just enough down the stretch to hold it together. It was, you know, two-thirds of a fun week of basketball. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, as you mentioned, three and one now against the Bulls. So that gives us a tiebreaker, which could come into play later because we are currently tied with them record-wise. Um, the Pacers could either be on the good side or the bad side of that, depending on your perspective on things. Colson, what did you what did you see this week? Well, I, you know, we've just been playing good basketball. Uh, it, I think it was the halftime of the, the last Bulls game we played where we were just, you know, uh, looking like crap. And we came out and just murdered them in the second half. Uh, played that epic game against the Celtics. Uh, beat up on the Magic. Go into, you know, in Dallas. Uh, and I thought played a really good game. We were in control of that game until we went on a six-minute scoring drought, um, but had enough of a lead and, and uh, played enough defense on the stretch to pull that one out. And then just, <laughs> just laid an egg in San Antonio. It's, it's like, oh, uh, God. Uh, so Chan, uh, 22 points. I've never heard of this guy, uh, but um, I guess you don't mess with the So Chan. No, you do not. Sorry, that was a. 20, that's, is that a '90s joke? Does anybody? <laughs> Adam's early 2000s. Okay. Early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. You're 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 yeah you're uh, relevant. Sure, yeah. sure, definitely relevant. <laughs> the cutting edge humor. <laughs> yeah. Twenty six shots for Sochan. Yeah, he was everywhere. The game. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I thought the Dallas game was like really good. I thought we were going toe-to-toe with them and like you know we were talking or you guys were talking about the game uh last week and you you know predicted that dallas was going to put up 160 on us or something like that which i was like yeah probably (laughs) but i thought we did i mean we gave up 122 which is not like you know anything to write home about but i thought defensively that was the difference in that game like we actually kept kyrie irving somewhat in check and you know didn't let them go crazy on us Uh, well we did aggressive double teaming uh to get the ball mm -hmm. out of the hands of both donditch and uh irving which is it's tough to do when you got to scramble to double two guys and we did it pretty effectively i mean yes they definitely donditch is amazing and they definitely broke us down occasionally but you know i i think 
you know, you go six minutes without scoring the ball and you still win the game, it means you played a little bit of defense. Right, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, that San Antonio game, I, did, I fortunately didn't watch that, but I, it, my guess is that, you know, we saw a good chunk of, of basketball with the Pacers, Sons, Mr. Halliburton, and it was not fun to watch. And so I feel like any game without him is going to be trouble for this team. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, uh, what was it, the first 40 games or whatever, we were, uh, you know, in the playoff mix, and then uh, Halliburton goes down with an injury. Uh, we hadn't won two games in a row since, you know, mid-January until uh, this week. <laughs> so... Um, we still have him. Oh no! Yeah, yeah we, we did, did. between right. the Magic and the, and the Orlando. Game. And yeah, Dallas. yeah. Um, so you know, he's just—he is our team. He's so instrumental to what we do. And you know, I want to shout out uh, Miles Turner has been playing absolutely excellent basketball. Do you want more rebounds? Sure, but he's scoring the ball. He's—he's just so comfortable and confident right now offensively, um, and still giving us the blocks. And uh, I thought Duarte had a standout week. You know, he's been pretty much not on our radar all, radar all season long. Um, and uh, maybe finally starting to feel healthy. He hit five threes in that Chicago game. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, I, I just think uh, it's it's nice to see him um, getting more confident. Uh, he they, they interviewed him after the game. Uh, and uh, he said that uh, this game was uh, – they had – this was one of the most important games to uh, of the year for the team because uh, this is a tiebreaker and has playoff implications to, to get into the playoffs. And that made me very sad that the, mm. the team is in there trying to figure out how to make the playoffs, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Jordan Nuara? Uh, got his first start as a pacer um, in this Bulls game has been on a decent uh, clip. You know, he's averaging double figures, I think, the last four games or something like that. Low double figures, mind you. But, um, uh, yeah, just general thoughts on on him. What are you saying? He's been incredible. He's been (laughs) a lot more than I thought we would be getting out of him. I'm a little surprised Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, in his third year that he hasn't found a home prior to now. Um, But getting a guy who can just come in and get hot and shoot threes for you off the bench is a huge thing for us to have on our depth chart when guys turn cold um, because it's such an important part of what we do. Um, He's a natural scorer. He's not afraid to get to the rim and draw contact. I mean, he looks confident. It's been fun to to watch him come out. Yeah, no doubt. And I feel like he, the first few games, he looked completely lost. I thought offensively, mm-hmm. didn't quite know where to be. But then, I, yeah, he he's found his groove. I think the last couple, couple times, like you said, getting his confidence. I think it's a a, a, a special credit to Duarte. Um, you know, Colson, you mentioned him playing well because his minutes have been getting jerked around all over the place. Yeah, um, and he has been able to stay ready and contribute for the most part um which is good we got a lot of a lot of depth on this team well you know uh when they brought in wara uh he kind of immediately took over that that backup uh four spot the bench four spot um and then uh neesmith went out with a hip injury and Mm. immediately get gets placed in the the starting lineup uh poor 
Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson, but <laughs> uh, we're just we're just going small. And um, you know, I agree with you. Juarez looked aggressive and uh, looks like he belongs. This is a you know a guy we got for salary cap dumps. Uh, we also got George Hill, uh, who started that game when Halliburton was out, uh, played limited minutes, but you know I think we wanted to get a veteran out there. Um, yep, nailed it. Yeah, a lot of good that did us, but <laughs> boy, that is a shift in style of play. <laughs> yeah, might have might have let uh, Neemhard go ahead and run it because uh, we've had a lot or of success. Well, yeah. with Connell for sure, but we've had success with Neemhard, uh, you know, st- as our starting point guard uh, several times this season. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, George Hill wants to teach, so let the man t- t- lose to Santos. Yeah, what 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 did anyone learn from that one? You think this was a long con? Um, you know, back to the trade where we acquired him or something like that <laughs> many many years ago. So he was like, "I'll eventually find my way back to Indianapolis and lose to the Spurs for the Spurs." Yeah, or He's... or Pop like called in a. An old favor. Yeah. And it was like, look, dude, we like I understand we're supposed to lose, but we've dropped sixteen straight. Right. We have to win one or it's gonna start looking too obvious. I'm out of red wine, so (laughs) can you can we have one? (laughs) Yeah, Jalen Smith in that uh, actually had a very good game against Dallas too. Oh, he looked great against Dallas. Flirting with a double double, eleven points, nine boards. Yeah, big game as our, for him. As our backup center, he was yeah. looked really good. He was he was yeah. trying to In earn fifteen his minutes, minutes yeah. too. Yeah, and then immediately got two DNPs. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it, it's it's not just Duarte who's had to deal with inconsistent minutes. We've we've done a yeah. lot with playing with the lineups this year. So yeah, everybody's well, job to stay ready. Well, and, uh, you know, the sauce, uh, Brissett hadn't played for two or three games and then comes out in the Chicago game and, and it makes an impact. I think he's looking 10 very points. fresh. Yeah. <laughs> 10 points in limited yeah. minutes and looked good. So big throwdown. Uh, yeah. Hit, hit a three, which he hadn't done in a while. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I guess the guys are staying ready. That's a good thing. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. I, th- I think they've struck a nice balance of like, um, you know, competitiveness, a good sense of competitiveness of people, you know, fighting for jobs. All these guys are trying to, you know, get minutes, not only on this team, but they're, it's a bunch of young guys that are yeah, trying to stay know, in the league. <laughs> anytime they get, can get tape on themselves, you know, to get themselves uh, the next contract or whatever, they're, they're ready. And it doesn't seem to be obviously, uh, you know, wrecking the locker room or anything like that. It's all very yeah, no, I, positive. You watch the bench, and they all seem to be rooting for each other and pulling for each other. And yeah, and, yeah. And even after the Spurs lost, you know, Halliburton clearly got into the team and was unimpressed with the effort. But uh, you know, he, he's not a guy who's just going to yell at you, and you know, he's going a guy who's going to go out there and perform. Throws up twenty nine unbelievable step-back game winner from Dame oh, Lillard. Yeah, we didn't Damian even, Lillard we didn't, territory. We didn't mm-hmm. even mention that. Yeah, he, it was it was a 40 feet, 35 at least. Started with a three for sure. That was deep, deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's like one of those, like, is that a good shot? It doesn't matter. It went in, you know? Like, it yeah. Was yeah, by definition, it was a good shot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the old Paul George, right? That was a bad shot. Well, no, it went in. 
Was it the Dallas game where he had like there was a possession? I don't think it ended up in a bucket or anything, but like the ball is just like fizzing around and uh and Halliburton had makes like two no look passes yeah. in the same possession. Was it do you remember? Yeah. It's like crazy. <laughs> He was just like in the zone. He was like seeing the matrix. Like the, the ones and zeros were just flying by. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, he had some sick assists in, in that game. He's so fun to watch. And man, I just, you know, we knew we were going to get some of the playmaking, but the three point shooting has just been tremendous. I mean, the guy's just mm-hmm. so deadly. If he, you know, if he's going to pull you away from the basket and have that kind of court vision, I mean, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Well, the way the best I've seen it defended was, uh, uh, I think that Boston game. They mm-hmm. basically just sit on his right hand because yeah. what he wants to do is jab step and then slide, kind of back and right, and then shoot, uh, which is an odd move for a right hander, yeah. right? Um, and so they just sit on his right hand and don't let him go right. So that's something he's going to have to work on this off season. Is like getting more creative, going to the left yeah. or the, the Bulls coming up with some counter to the that. Bulls saw yeah. that film too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's spend the offseason getting stronger with the left because I mean, because it's not just the shooting; it's also. I mean, he's he's a very good dribbler with both hands, but when he Mm -hmm. when he wants to get in the lane, he prefers to go right. And so, um, you know, if you stay on his right hand, he struggles a little bit. Yeah, it's it's, he's he has trouble hitting that shot going left for sure. And I mean, granted, it's only a little bit. He's still twenty nine had eleven yeah, nine yeah. So they, like, they sat on his right, and he still scored yeah. thirty points. Yeah. So, but but just to to point out that there is room for growth, I guess, yeah. at some level. Yeah, it'll continue to get better, scarily. Yeah, which is although amazing. yeah, you guys were telling me he rolled an ankle at the end of that Chicago. Well, game, yeah. Or? So actually, it was really interesting. Uh, we were uh, down one, I think, and um, Halliburton takes a step back jumper, and uh, Beverly gets underneath him, and he land. Yeah, I know, and yeah, and uh, lands on his uh, uh, Beverly's foot, rolls his ankle. Uh, they called it a flagrant because it was clearly intentional. Um, he put mm. his foot underneath the landing zone. Um, and so it's clearly uh, intentional if you're a Pacers fan. Yeah. yeah right. Well, it's also cause it's Patrick Beverly. He might not have gotten called that if it wasn't Patrick Beverly, uh, you know, who knows, but, uh, he has a reputation. Um, and so then, um, Halliburton gets a free throw and the Pacers get the ball back. Uh, and, uh, Halliburton had a great dime to Turner, I believe. So, uh, or it was Wara, but it was a five point play essentially, which got mm-hmm. us the, the, the room to win that game. Um, so it was a really uh, pivotal play. I mean, they, they came back and scored immediately, and it was, it was you know. Yeah, but more, more for, Levine just doing Yeah, more Levine doing what he's doing. But it was a pretty pivotal play, and there was some question whether Halliburton would be able to even take the free throw. Um, you know, if he couldn't, then he couldn't come back in the game. And I guess, actually, oh, wow. no. That's pretty bad. If it's a flagrant... Um, you can st- you can come back whenever if it's just a common foul and you don't take the free throw you're out for the rest of the game so anyway it was a flagrant it wouldn't have mattered but um, yeah he was in that much pain but he finished the game and hit the game winner from 35 feet so um, yeah he wasn't coming out he knew it was just going to tighten up if he went and sat on the bench so yeah yeah he's going to stick amazing. it out it, yeah there was so little time left you, you don't come out yeah. of that game if you're going to yeah there's still finish still it. yeah there's still several minutes left yeah. um, but I mean you know you do wonder about what that looks like moving forward. Um, you know, uh, there, 
we play the Sixers tomorrow. So when you're listening to this tonight, and then uh, Rockets, Pistons, Pistons. You know, is this a good time to to rest that ankle, um, or you know, who knows if it flares up on him? Uh, just something to look look at because we are a completely different team without him on the floor. <laughs> yeah, we are not we a are, good team. We without are barely him. a team without him on the floor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. So uh, to give ourselves a an update on the standings, so the Pacers are now twenty nine and thirty six. Uh, same record as the Bulls, but now with that tiebreaker ahead of them in the eleventh spot in the standings. Uh, two games behind the Wizards for the tenth spot, the last uh, play-in position there. So what is that? Thirty-six, twenty-nine. Two games. Seventeen games left in the yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, like you said, Colson, we play yeah back to back. At home against Philadelphia, a couple days off then at home against Houston, and then Saturday at Detroit. Uh, I almost feel it, it's it's hard to ask you guys to make predictions because we don't know Tyrese's availability. But what are you thinking? Well, uh, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I know uh, the Sixers are good, but I'm not really afraid of them at our house. I feel like that's a win um, mm. if we have Halliburton. Um, uh, the Rockets and the Pistons. Like I, I feel like this is a three and zero week if we have Halliburton, and if not, I'm going one and two. Uh, man, I'm a little scared of Philly. Philly just snapped the Bucks' 16 game winning streak Boo. at their house. I don't care. Embiid's a little bitch, and so is James Harden. <laughs> yeah, I'll take. Uh, I'll take one and two. Yeah, I feel like it's. Hard to, to for the Rockets to win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's also hard for the business. I'm gonna go two and one. I think that even despite our uh, a lack of Halliburton, we can still pull a two and one. Limit limit those teams to only slightly over a hundred. Maybe we actually hit a few threes. We did not really play ourselves. defense against Chicago, or you know, we also. I mean, we haven't really played defense all year. So. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, you know, what what we have been working on clearly has been able to, you know, the ability to recover from the double teams that we inevitably have to throw at stars. And we've shown some improvement there. So, you know, yeah. we don't need to turn into an offensive juggernaut tomorrow. We just, you know, need to keep getting better at the technical things and, you know, work towards being on that string, right? Right. Where you know where everybody is and everybody's moving together. Yeah. There's some work to do. For sure. There is. This is a multi year project. (laughs) For sure. Yep. And we will talk on Thursday a little bit more about what the Pacers should do for these next 17 games. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we? We're 65 games in a season. We still don't know what we're doing. What's our plan? Are we uh, trying to make the playoffs? The players are. That's for sure. Okay. We'll figure it out on Thursday. Until then, we want to thank you for listening to us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Undebeatables. Uh, well, at least as, as long as Twitter is around, we'll be at Undebeatables. Uh, we're on Facebook, also as long as that's around, uh, slash The Undebeatables. You can email us, shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. That'll be around for, you know, I bet that outlasts 
uh, Meta and Twitter. Uh, and if you're over on the website, theundebeatables.com, there's a contact form. Uh, you can con- you can uh, send a message. And uh, while you're there, pick up pick yourself up a small T-shirt. Uh, you know, um, as you were talking, I, I uh, forgot we didn't shout out uh, David uh, Benner uh, this week. He mm. was the uh, public call. relations uh, manager for the Pacers for 25 years. Um, and it was it was actually interesting when I was reading some of the stuff about him. I I hadn't realized how long he had been that public relations manager because my memory of him was uh, as a pacer, a beat writer. Mm-hmm. I remember reading him in the paper um, as as a pacer fan before I actually, um, you know, before sort of the pacers started having success uh, in the mid '90s. But basically, <laughs> at that point, he was uh, with the Pacers. Um, for that long, but my memory of him originally as 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 the main uh, indie star writer f- for um, uh, about the Pacers, uh, but I, I think you'll remember him if you're listening to this as the guy that Reggie Miller used to yell at to get hyped up before playoff games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so he just recently passed. Uh, uh, he had retired, I think, what a year ago or two years ago. Um, Something yeah, like that, for the yeah. Pacers, um, and uh, but um, uh, it's sad to see him go. Uh, but uh, a lot of uh, wonderful things. Well, maybe we'll link to some of the um, some of the articles about him. He was a, a very important man for this franchise for a long time. So, um, adding to the list of uh, just uh, you know wonderful people we keep losing. Um, also, um, our once and always uh, Hall of Fame coach Bobby Sicklinard. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Forgot to mention the uh, the Washington Wizards signed an MVP. Wait, what, what? Oh, of the Australian Basketball League. Sorry. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was. Well, we'll talk about it next show. But I was looking at their schedule. Now that they've signed this MVP, there's no way they're not going to the playoffs. This is, this is amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can tell you that all of Washington is a buzz. I, uh, I can imagine the, just the walking down the street, everybody's to... just high fiving each other. Yeah, you know, you walk outside and it's just joy in the streets. Well, I, people have a pep in their step, and I assume you forgot to mention it because it's just you assume everyone knows it because you're just living yeah. in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, usually we are the last to inform you. This time we just didn't. We just knew you. Yeah, knew. exactly. It's... Uh, what's this gentleman's name? Um, this is Sydney King's forward. Um, Xavier Cooks. Okay. All right. Xavier. I like that name. Good Xavier yeah, Cooks yeah. coming he for is, you. He's uh, 27 years old in his fourth season, and he was the finals MVP in 21-22 and the league MVP in 22-23. Wow. All right. All right. Way to put another shrimp <laughs> on the bobby. <laughs> Now we're cooking with gas. 